Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. Thanks so much for taking the time to download, listen, or if you're listening to it on one of the social media platforms that I posted on, thank you again for taking 15 minutes of your day to take a quick hit at what's going on in the cyber news landscape. Is this all the cyber news? No, it's never all the cyber news. It's just a quick look at some of the headlines that I think are interesting for folks to kind of pay attention to. It's, it, I kind of stay away from the more technically oriented stuff um, and kind of give, here's the headline, what I think of it, what it means to you, go from there. As always, thoughts, uh, comments, criticisms, always appreciated. Darren at the cyberguy.com, cyber spelled C-Y-B-U-R, uh, or find me on any of my social media. Feel free to do so. Let's get right into it. This is uh, from the register.com. Thomas Claiborne reporting, quote, I'm sorry for everything, unquote. Facebook's Zuckerberg apologizes to families at, this, at a Senate hearing. Now today, uh, before I get in the article, there was, um, well, actually, uh, the first paragraph kind of explained this. So executives from the top social media companies face contentious, sometimes contemptuous questioning from the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee on Wednesday in a hearing titled Big Tech and the online child sexual exploitation crisis. Now, I watched some of this. It was fascinating from, from several perspectives. There seemed to be bipartisan, bipartisan support for what they were talking about. Whether that means there'll be some bipartisan law that comes of this is a different question for a different day. But at least most of the senators seemed wrapped around this issue and were trying to hold these executives to um, account. Now, they were from um, this. It was Zuckerberg from... from um, Facebook. It was Jason Citron, the CEO of Discord, Evan Spiegel, CEO of Snap, Sho Chu, CEO of TikTok, and Linda Yaccarino, CEO of X. Now, one of the, I saw Tom Cotton's um, questioning of So Chu of TikTok. It was focused mostly on TikTok being part of China. Didn't really talk about protecting kids so much. It was interesting, but that guy is one slick talker. He talks around everything, as they all do. Um, and during this hearing, I'm sorry, I'm not really reading the article because I kind of, I saw a lot of this. During the hearing, um, Josh Hawley asked the, um, asked Zuckerberg if he wanted to apologize to all the parents who were in the room whose kids had killed themselves because of exploitation or some sort on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and they all stood up. A bunch of them stood up with pictures. He turned around and apologized to them, which I'm sure his lawyers were just pretty, pretty happy about because now, um, that's going to open the civil flood, flood floodgates. And I think that's what will happen with all of us, honestly, is that any law will have to be to make it easier for people to sue these organizations for things like that. I think that's probably where this all goes. But let me read a little bit more of this. Um, Senate lawmakers made it clear they're displeased with how social media firms Discord, Meta, Snap, and TikTok, and X failed to adequately deal with online exploitation and abuse of minors. These concerns were raised in a similar hearing on February 14th of last year although without the participation of these CEOs. And this time, three of them uh, had, to, had to appear because of subpoenas, and two of them volunteered. I think the two that volunteered were Zuckerberg and Spiegel, but don't quote me to that. But Senator Dick Durbin, chair of the Senate committee, in his opening remarks, called out each organization for failing to address online child exploitation and abuse. This includes sexting, sextortion, things like that. Uh, quote, Discord has been used to groom, abduct, and abuse children, he said. 
Meta's Instagram helped connect and promote a network where pedophiles, Snapchat's disappearing messages have been co-opted by criminals who financially sextort young victims. TikTok has become a platform of choice for predators to access, engage, and groom children for abuse. And the prevalence of CSAM on X has grown as the company has gutted its trust and safety workforce. So CSAM, I think, is their community standards something. Um, let's see what else does it say here. Uh, it's been widely held. It's now widely held a view among politicians that this, that social media damages your health. In May last year, the U S surgeon general issued a report that found social media poses a mental health risk to young people where this all goes hard to say. I mean, I'd love to see some kind of privacy law that hits to, to, to protect kids, but it won't. This is a register article. I highly recommend it. it's going to be the first one listed in the show notes. It's pre- there's a lot more to this that talk a lot more about what they talked about. It was a fascinating, um, uh, hearing to watch it and watch it all watch parts of it here and there, but you can go find a bunch of clips on there. They were all kind of dinging them, which was, it was well-deserved honestly, but will anything really happy happen from it? Don't know. I hope it does. All right. Cybernews.com. Stephanie Shepard reporting Uber fined $11 million for violating the privacy of European drivers. So, uh, EU drivers rather. So Uber is fined nearly $11 million by the Netherlands data watchdog agency for its lack of transparency and uninformed data policies, violating the privacy rights of EU Uber drivers. Um, so basically, um, Uber didn't protect the information of the drivers, the information got out. Um, and in the EU, you do not want to get hit with this because it's expensive when you lose personal data, of folks because of what's called the GDPR, the global data protection rights, something like that. I think I've, I think that's right, but I have to look it up every single, I should know it by heart, but I have to, a general data protection regulation, sorry. Um, basically it has to do with how you protect individual information in the EU. Uber did a bad job. So if you're a company, if you're doing business where you're storing information from European or EU particular users, Make sure you understand those requirements because you can get hit up if you are not protective of their information. From darkreading.com, Tara Seals reporting, more Ivanti VPN zero days fuel attack frenzies as patches finally roll. We talked about this a couple days ago, uh, probably a couple times, that there is a, Ivanti VPNs have a, have a, a very exploitable vulnerability that in it's a, got a severity of almost 10, if not a 10. And bad guys are now exploiting that to get access to these VPNs, which obviously as data flows through it, they can then access that data. This mass exploitation is being used by Chinese state-sponsored actors and financially motivated cyber criminals a lot. Uh, and according to Mandiant, a China-backed advanced persistent threat that it calls UNC5221 has been behind reams of exploitations going back to early December. Um, but activity in general has ramped up considerably since the new vulnerabilities were made public earlier this month. Um, to this point, Mandy has issued additional information on the types of malware that uh, use, the group is using. Uh, you can go read about more of that if you want to. But essentially, there's now a patch. So if you're using an Avante VPN, patch that sucker so you don't become a victim. If you don't, bad things will happen because the bad guys will find the unpatched VPN. And there you go. Speaking of China, from cyberscoop.com, AJ Vicenz reporting, U.S. officials warn of dire Chinese cyber threats in wake of FBI operation to disrupt a botnet. Um, this this is similar to what we talked about yesterday, that Volt Typhoon uh, used privately owned routers infected with malware in an attempt to conceal activity, said the DOJ. So the FBI and the U.S. Department of Justice used court-ordered legal authorities to disrupt a botnet operated as part of a Chinese direct hacking operations that leveraged insecure home and office routers to target U.S. critical infrastructure. So basically, they would find vulnerable routers, get access to them in your house if you were using one, and they would then direct attacks at critical infrastructure through your router. 
masking who they were and where they're coming from. A Chinese hacking campaign tracked publicly as Volt Typhoon used privately owned Cisco and Netgear routers infected with KV botnet malware in an attempt to conceal this, this activity. I believe this is this was called living off the land is what this was called when this first came out some time ago. Um, and this is this is the FBI actually being able to with the assistance, I'm sure other U.S. intelligence services organizations disrupted. But this particular information, um, the disruption operation first disclosed by Reuters on Monday is the latest U.S. government action focused on Volt Typhoon, which first came to light in May 2023. The advisory is quickly followed by a joint advisory issued by the FBI, NSA, and CISA that warned of Chinese hacking operations targeting U.S. critical infrastructure. So it's good. Honestly, here, this is kind of a good news story that in May, this is when it kind of came to light with the advisory. And now several months later, they're actually doing something to disrupt it. Now, this is just one. This is a whack-a-mole situation, folks. This is this is one group being targeted. I guarantee you there are tons of others that are probably already in critical national infrastructure. And if you are in that particular field. Hopefully you have cybersecurity resources that are being placed to it to protect that data. I'm going to say it's probably not. Um, so again, there's more to this article if you want to go take a look at it, but uh, it's partially a good news, partially a warning for more bad stuff, probably coming down the pike. I would not be surprised if in the next two months we hear something similar about the Chinese and critical national infrastructure. Sorry, I had to sneeze there. My bad. Um, more on the Chinese. Hey, why not? Chinese malware removed from Soho routers after FBI issues covert command. I think this is probably part of that same activity. Uh, it is. This is part of that same thing. And it, so it's based specifically, if you have a Soho router, patch that sucker because bad guys can get into it. This is, so this is along the same lines um, as the previous article with... Um, Volt Typhoon, but it goes into a lot more depth as to the router compromise and stuff like that. So I, I recommend the, that information is, if that's something you use, if you're in cybersecurity, it's a good article to kind of see how that's being used. All right. Bleeping computer, Sergey Gatlin reporting, CISA warns of patched iPhone kernel bug now exploited in attacks. Now what that means by that, not that the patch kernel is being, being affected, but if you un don't have it patched, then you're being infected. CISA warned today that patch kernel security flaw affecting iPhone or Apple iPhones, Macs, TVs, and watches is now being actively exploited in attacks. Um, this particular bug, which was discovered in December 2022, I'm sorry, it was only disclosed on January 9th in an update to a security advisor, uh, advisory published. This says December 2022. I got to think it was December 2023, but I could be wrong. The company has yet to reveal if the vulnerability was also silently patched more than two years ago when the advisory, okay, so it was 2022, two, first issued. An attacker with arbitrary read and write capability may be able to bypass pointer authentication. Apple is aware of a report that this issue may have been exploited against ver versions of iOS released before 15.7.1. So again, this goes back to patching, right? So you need to look um, go to general and settings or settings in general and software update on all your Apple devices. If you're an Apple user and you have Apple products and update them now. So it says the list of devices impacted by this actively exploited flaw is extensive and affects both older and newer models. This includes iPhones 8 and later, iPad Pro, all models, iPad Air 3 generation and later, iPad 5th generation and later, and iPad 5th generation and later, iPad mini 5th generation and later. Max running Ventura, the Mac OS Ventura. So if you've updated, I think Sonoma is the new one. So if you've updated to Sonoma, let me see. I have that myself. It is, uh, that's the wrong one. Sorry. Let me see what I, I think. I'm pretty sure it's Sonoma. You would think when I hit about this Mac, it would tell me what I'm running, but it does not. Um, sorry. This is really good. Good, good on me for being way ahead of the, of the game here. Uh, software update. Yeah, come on. Sonoma, yeah, Sonoma 14.3 is the current version. So you're going to want to update uh, past Ventura if you can. 
I mean, a lot of people don't update because they like what's working and now it can be exploited. If you have Apple TV 4K, Apple TV 4K second generation or Apple TV HD, make sure those are updated and Apple Watch Series 4 and later make sure. Now, there's an update that recently came out for the Apple Watch, so make sure you're patching all that kind of stuff. All right, uh, two more real quick. Crooks stole around $112 million worth of XRP, Ripple, from the Ripple's co-founder. This is from securityaffairs.com. Perlugi Paganini reporting. Crooks stole around $112 million worth of Ripple from the crypto wallet of Ripple's co-founder, Chris Larson. Ripple is a form of cryptocurrency. This week, Crooks stole $112 million from the Ripple-focused cryptocurrency XRP from a crypto wallet belonging to the Ripple's co-founder and executive chairman, Chris Larson. Larson pointed out the hackers compromised his personal accounts while the Ripple, while Ripple itself was not impacted. Now, here's my question: What? How did? How was he storing that? Goodness gracious me! Hundred. I mean, how do you not have that in cold storage that they can't get to? Unbelievable! Un, really unbelievable. Um, it says Larson revealed his company was able to quickly detect the fraudulent activity, freeze the affected address with the support of other exchanges, um, and he immediately notified law enforcement. Yeah, good luck they're finding that, but maybe they will. Who knows? I mean, I guess if you are the cryptocurrency entity uh, you have more information uh, that you're probably willing to give if you've lost 112 million dollars we'll see where that goes if i'm the bad guys who stole this i retire call it a day and not look back but that's just me all right information security magazine this is the last one um kevin pearl i'm sorry whatever kevin p reporting u.s senators proposed cybersecurity agri- agriculture bill i'm sure this is going to go a whole lot places. A new bipartisan bill proposed by two senators looks to bolster the cybersecurity of the food and agriculture sector. If successful, the bill will lead to the Farm and Food Cybersecurity Act. The bill aims to identify cybersecurity vulnerabilities in the agriculture sector, boost the cyber defenses of private government entities involved in the industry, and enhance security protection for the U.S. food supply chain. All good reasons to do so. Now, will it work or not? The legislation is proposed by Christian Gillibrand of New York and Tom Common. I think I think he means cotton of Arkansas says common. I'm sure it's Tom Cotton. The proposed act would require the Secretary of Agriculture to conduct an annual cross-sector crisis simulation exercise for food-related cyber emergencies and disruptions. Does it provide any help for that? Who knows? Doesn't say that it provides help to these organizations to do that because these organizations run on low margins. They can't afford to probably do really good cybersecurity. So how are they going to help them with that? Maybe we'll find out more. But more government doesn't mean more help. I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's going to do it for the cyber news for today. Know that knowledge is protection. If we understand the threat to target us, we can assess our risk, proceed wisely. See you tomorrow. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.